Question Podcast. Hello and welcome to Big Question Podcast. Joining us today is Rocky. Hello. Joining us today is nobody else. Everybody cried off. All the fucking people on this podcast. Gary. Cat. Maria. Maria. And every other guest that we've ever had on this show. That we didn't ask to come on. But they, you know. They should have known. Yeah, they should they should be here now filling in the gaps for all those three fuckers. Cunts. Bastards. And for what? What are they doing that's so important? Well, me and you are going to have a nice little conversation, aren't we? Yes, we are. It's probably going to be a tiny bit more low energy than other episodes, but perhaps we'll all get our points out. That's Pete's way of saying I'm the boring one. Nope. <laughs> I just thrive off the interactions of people, aren't you? <laughs> that is very true. And also, I'm not drinking right now, which is going to be a massive hindrance. But I am. <laughs> so, first thought of the day. We have such a backwards-facing retro obsession. I've actually seen three separate 80s revivals now. Do you think retro phones will ever be a thing? And I should clarify that when I say retro phones, I kind of mean old Nokia, what, 3310s, something like that. Could you imagine people sort of shunning their iPhones and, uh, you know, Androids for them losers who have them and actually kind of using them old phones? I mean, there are advantages to it. Like the core quality is no better and their batteries last for five days. I actually think it's more likely that somebody will develop a, a modern phone inside the casing of an old phone than will ever go back to using them phones again. But then at the same time, there's a whole retro gaming thing. People still rock out Nintendos. I think. I think hipsters probably would go back to those phones. But if they can't Instagram their food, like, why, you know, what are they going to do? They're always carrying around their iPad minis, so they don't need to have their phone, right? So they can still have their... Or are you saying that all technology would be void and they would just have their old retro phone? No, no. I mean, actually, that would work, although kind of cheating. That would be, you know, having... Going back to having a record collection... But also having a CD collection and only ever listening to CDs. I, I'd love to. I, I can't remember what happened to my mini disc player. I would love to go back oh, to a mini, mini disc. disc. Yeah. So I, I personally think that you know once you've lived with City Mapper and um, OK Cupid, or at least I did before my dating <laughs> profile got shut down, <laughs> which is now leading me to think that I should be a little bit more private about which which online dating programs I actually use. <laughs> And that is not why mine got shut down. I'm pretty clear in my head why mine got shut down. And it had very little to do with the content of what I was saying to people. Yeah, so anyway, a bunch of different apps that I use every day. I just can't imagine not having access to them. I can't imagine not being able to listen to podcasts. Yeah, but you can can listen to them on the computer. You can use WhatsApp on your computer. You can't use WhatsApp on your computer unless you have a phone nearby. That is true. So, but you could have your phone, your old phone, which is the newer phone, and you could still go back to your retro phone as your main phone. So this is a bit like people who saying I'm vegetarian, but I still eat chicken. Something like that. Yeah, it's exactly the same. So anyway, my conclusion is absolutely no way. That's the one thing that will never be a retro obsession with. It just won't happen because they, they become so ingrained into your life, phones, technology that you you just can't live without it i think the so our generation and upwards we're not the same generation by the way (laughs) i was trying to pull you down to mine to be honest (laughs) i don't want to be a millennial (laughs) not millennial (laughs) how old were you on the millennium i was uh 14 yeah that makes you a millennial no it doesn't (laughs) i am i'm the late end of generation x 
So what? It was I was born in the eighties, so surely that doesn't that makes me generate. Is that Generation Z? Generation Y. Y. But that's also known as millennials. That's the same thing. How? It just is. I don't make the rules. Just accept it. I'm not a fucking millennial. I well, you are. Be. You are gr- You know, gruff and miserable before your time. So. <laughs> I'm just. I've got the mental age of a fifty-year-old generation. Yeah. Whatever it is, Generation X. X but uh, see, everyone wants to be Generation X because it sounds cool. It does it sound isn't. pretty cool, but it just reminds me of X Men, which is possibly why it's cool. Well, I've, doesn't mean anything to me. <laughs> what X Men? Never seen it. What? I I haven't seen a single, not one of the superhero reboot movies. Not any but, of them. But you know about the X Men. Well, so I know I, there was a cartoon in the nineties, which I presume was based on a comic. Yeah. Yeah, that was cool. I watched that. Yeah, well, so did I. <laughs> so anyway, no. No is the answer no to is this the question. Answer. I, I'm probably not going to give up my phone, to be fair. Right, I'm going to ask a question. <laughs> Fuck off. It just goes through me. I know. <laughs> well, the question is this. If you could restart your life 15 years younger, knowing what you know now, could you make millions out of the knowledge of how the next few years pan out? When I originally wrote this question, I said, if you could restart your life at 25, could you make millions out of what, how, knowing what pans out? But you're 10 years younger than me. So 25 wasn't that far away for you. If it was 10 years, I'd be 19, right? So Yeah, so 15 years younger would make you 14 years old. Yeah. Uh, 15 years younger would make me 25 years old. Right. What year was 15 years ago? It was 2001. <laughs> 2001. I was going to say 1999. That's, that's really bad maths. <laughs> <laughs> As I was saying 2001, I was, I was really thinking, is it? Is that right? That, that year doesn't sound correct. Is that in the future? <laughs> so an interesting fact would be that 9-11 wouldn't have happened yet because this is August. Yeah. We're recording this on August the, uh, I've got no fucking idea, August the 20th. So September 11th would be a few weeks away. So the, I guess the obvious question, because it's such a big cultural touchstone, which I remember vividly, you know, even 15 years on, like, could you, could you have stopped it? And, and I think, no, I don't think, it, I don't think I probably, it probably isn't possible to stop it without massively incriminating yourself. Uh, yeah, there would be some major questions about why you would know those sorts of things and you'd either have to fess up that you... Know, you're you, you you're know a time traveller. ...that you're a mystic Meg or... Yeah, or that you're a time traveller. Or that you're actually involved with a group of people that are about to, you know, fly some planes into some big things. Thinking about that, would you just not say anything? Because how the, could you? But think, think about all the things that have happened since then. So you know, probably by watching geeky programmes like me, that... If you change even the minutest of things, that could change the whole course of history. It could change the whole course of history. I think one thing you could say very confidently, that if 9-11 hadn't happened, and it is important to remember that, like, 
Osama bin Laden claims responsibility for that. And to me, that's good enough. If he says he did it, that's fine. I mean, I'm, I, I actually, full disclosure, was once a 9-11 truther, like many years ago. And being one of them actually kind of pushed me into a much more rational, critical thinking kind of territory. Weirdly, like it's strange that it kind of pushed me into that. But, you know, there was once a time where I truly believed it was an inside job. And now I don't. But the, the kind of point is that, like, Osama bin Laden did, did it, or at least said he did it, and he said he did it for a reason. It didn't happen in a vacuum. It didn't happen for no reason at all. He said it was a retaliation for attacks in um, the Sudan. In the Sudan, Sudan, was it? Uh, the, the bombing of a pharmaceutical factory in Sudan, if I remember correctly. And, you know, I'm sure our listeners can, uh, can come and correct me if I, uh, I got my details wrong. But the point being that, like, okay, it didn't happen in a vacuum. It did happen because of American action. And there's lots of things America do which I really, really disagree with. There's lots of things that our country does which I really disagree with. But one thing you can probably confidently say is the invasion of Afghanistan and the invasion of Iraq probably wouldn't have happened. Certainly Afghanistan. Maybe Iraq would have happened anyway because, well, let's face it, it's pretty brazen, actually, what, what they kind of alliance... The, uh, the Alliance of the Willing, I think they were called back then. It's pretty brazen what they did when you really think about it like 10 years later that, you know, they created a completely false context for invading a country. Pretty bananas, really. But anyway, so probably, probably we couldn't stop that happening. Could you live with yourself knowing that you've not stopped it? So yeah, like- I never feel guilty about anything. <laughs> Nothing. Like- well, that's... Like, Obviously, how, I'm overstating it. But how, how many thousands? Was it two, two, three thousand, two, three thousand? There's around three thousand people. But then, you know, not only that, but the knock-on effect of probably a million or so people either yeah. killed or massively displaced or injured off the back of two wars. Um, the actual true number, I don't, we don't know, and we may never know. I mean, yeah. But then the problem is that, like, to to attempt to stop it, and not that I necessarily could would probably put me in prison. And unfortunately, this is going to sound terrible, my own life is actually worth more to me than the lives of everybody else. <laughs> that might get you into trouble, but I do see your point. But... If, the, I, if I kind of know in advance there's nothing I can do. No, they might have. But what, what, what happens if you could have stopped one of them? So you could have stopped the second plane hitting? Because maybe after the first plane hit, you could have told somebody, shoot this one down, for example, because I've just found something that alludes yeah. to the fact that, and that you can protect yourself because then you're not like telling them that you're a time traveler, you're not telling them like that you're involved in the attack. You're just like, you could plausibly claim that you found evidence that suggests that there's another one going to hit shortly. I don't remember anymore what the actual period of time between two planes hitting. It's like minutes. I don't think it was much. <laughs> no. uh, but they, But, you know, they could have shot it down. They could have shot it down, although... Kind of wonder what the consequences would be of shooting a plane down across one of the biggest cities in in America, the the biggest city in America, in fact. Like maybe the consequences would have been worse. So anyway, nine eleven probably probably. But your original question was, would would you go and make millions from it? Um, so and I think it would influence my life choices. So I don't think I would want. I don't think I would do the job that I'm doing now, and I'd probably want to do more of the. I'd want to learn a little bit more about Macs, for example, so that I could program rather than doing what I'm doing now. <laughs> um, objective, not... objective C is a bitch, <laughs> sadly. Um, but, you know, if I'm 14, then I have time to, to digest this, this, this shit. As a, for instance, like, 
big inventions between between 2001 and now, the obvious ones that come out would be social networking. Yeah. Effectively, effectively the entire concept. I can't remember when MySpace started. Uh, I think it was a couple of years after, wasn't it? But perhaps Habbo Hotel was around. My, I mean, I, I wasn't suggesting that MySpace was the first one. I'm I'm wondering whether it was the first one that really had penetration across the world. <laughs> but then, so you've got you've got social networking, you've got the iPhone, the iPhone, well, the, which effectively really means smartphones. Full stop. And they kind of technically smartphones sort of existed anyway because the BlackBerry, I think, was the late nineties, but. I think there's a lot of difference between the BlackBerry then and what we have in our hands right now. Well, the BlackBerry was literally a way for businessmen to just do emails on the go, right? So yeah, it wasn't the same. Kind I of. had a BlackBerry, and God, it took a long time to boot up. <laughs> just it took about ten minutes to boot. Absolutely and ridiculous. But the battery lasted three days. That's pretty good. I never had one because I realised they were shit. Work paid for one. Why not? Well, um, so. Uh, I don't know, and I am a software developer, admittedly a very small D <coughs> software developer. It's a part, you know, it's it's what I do for a living, but I'm hardly writing Facebook. I'm, you know, writing very small programs of just a few thousand lines of code for very specific purposes. I don't know, even even if I had a head start of a few years, I don't think I could invent Facebook. And I, 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 I even have some understanding of the technicals of how you'd even do that, and I don't think I could do it. Would Would you call it the Facebook still? <laughs> Probably, just to be, <laughs> just to sort of preempt that movie. <laughs> you could just sell the rights to the Facebook. The so Facebook. You could, you could just, you know, um, trademark the the term the Facebook. And then they'd have to buy it from you. That could be a decent well, way of, of earning loads of cash. Actually, that's a really good way of earning money. You could you could go and register all of them domains. Because 2001, like lots of lots and lots of companies didn't have a web presence. I'm mm. actually now going to look up inventions of the last 15 years <laughs> to see if we can figure out. <laughs> so that we can steal all their websites <laughs> in the past, which is not going to be possible. Inventions of the last 15 years. <clears throat> I'm actually clicking on a fucking Telegraph article right now, which is not cool. The Tory graph. Oh, well, this is this. I just fucked this up because this story's from 2009. So what, what do we have? We've got PlayStation. That's 1994. Fail. DVD. 1996. Fail. Mobile internet on the uh, Nokia 9000 communicator, 1997, which I suppose technically would be the first smartphone. First clone sheep, 1996. Toyota Prius, 1997. Oh, God, all of these happened before 2001. <laughs> Viagra, 1998. <laughs> really? It's as, yeah. as late as 1998, Viagra. Yeah. Oh, my God. Wi-Fi, the term Wi-Fi, 1999. <laughs> wow. USB flash technology thumb drives pen drives that's the year 2000 so the ipod was released in 2001 the large hadron collider 2008 the kelper space telescope 2009 so none of them i could invent no well we're definitely not clever enough for those last two let's the 25 best inventions of 2015 let's hope these are a little bit a little bit more easy to deal with. 
hoverboards. What the fuck? <laughs> it's not a fucking invention. It's just ridiculous. It's like a... It, uh, no, they don't even hover. They're on wheels. But if you could make millions out of it, would you invent them? Would you even know how? To put, like, a, a plank of wood over to... It's not wood, but you know what I mean. Like a plank over two two wheels and make it look like it's hovering because of the fucking flashing lights or whatever it's got on it. No, <laughs> no, I wouldn't want to do that. The the <laughs> sensor that sniffs out gluten. Gluten. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we could just create some like hipster mums. Yeah. Earlier than what we've got them now. <laughs> and then I don't eat gluten. These are terrible, these inventions. None of them I want to talk about. You could hardly call them inventions either. Yeah, a transparent truck. Transparent truck, why? So that you can, like, camouflage your deliveries. Like, what? what? Period-proof underwear. Oh, like... <laughs> I thought you meant, like, period as in, you know, Georgian or <laughs> Tudor. No, no, these are period-proof underwear. Like, women's beer. Okay, right, nice. Yeah. Would you invent them? I mean, I know you hate women, but... (laughs) I don't hate women. Just, you know, really not that bothered about inventions that help them. (laughs) (laughs) Terrible, terrible men. (laughs) Right, okay. So, other ways you could make money. So, you might not be able to invent anything. I mean, essentially, you 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 would have a head start on inventing the smartphone revolution, but I don't even know what they're made out of. In reality, there's no, there's no way that I can invent that. But maybe what you could do is you could probably get a much better job. Well, in your case, 14. In my case, 25. I mean, I had a really shitty job when I was 25. I think when I was 25, I was a bookie. I think that's, I think that's what I was doing. And I hated that job quite passionately. As I probably would too. Yep. And as I disclosed on the podcast, I got sacked from that job for stealing. (laughs) And I should, I should feel regretful and I should acknowledge that stealing is wrong, but I don't. It was a really good move on my part. Isn't that what bookies do anyway to like literally everyone? Yeah, yeah, they do. They steal in broad daylight. Well, they don't steal, they deceive. You know, you voluntarily give me your money and we... We do not, we fail to disclose to you how little chance you have of winning. I still see that as slight. Yeah, it's, it's... Thievery. It's, it's not, it's not fair. I mean, it's, it's very telling to me that the majority of bookies that you see, you'll see in poor neighbourhoods and you don't tend to see them as, with the same frequency in richer places because nobody needs to fucking gamble when they're rich. No. Because it isn't about entertainment. It is about some strange background belief that you're going to make thousands out of placing a bet on something that's never going to win so anyway i was a bookie i think that if i could have one thing i could have done if i could have got a much much better job at like age 25 i could have saved some cash and then bought a load of speculative property knowing that certain places were going to um ramp up in popularity so where i used to live in broccoli I have a suspicion that like 10 or 15 years ago, that place wasn't that fucking great to live in. It's very nice now, but, you know, it's the kind of place where you could have got houses for next to nothing. But, you know, I don't know if you make a million out of it. There'll be plenty of places in London that you could do that in, though. Elephant and Castle. You could have, you could have picked almost anywhere, really. Mm. All the shitty places no one wanted to go. You could do that in Manchester, though, too. 
yeah, you could do, but it's it's still requiring quite a chunk Gosh. of capital to be able to do that. And hmm. yeah, you could probably do it out of property, definitely, if you had enough cash. Which, in order to get enough cash, you would need you would need a significant raise in your income at that time. And I'm guessing your income at 14 wasn't that great. <laughs> well, probably like nothing, if that. But I mean, you know, if you take a service like uh, your favourite website, Grinder, obviously. <laughs> it's definitely not Grinder. But you acknowledge its popularity. Unfortunately so, yeah. Could you could you invent that? Well, I'd have to You know, Jeff Grinder, who invented Grinder. <laughs> Grinder with a D R at yeah. the end. <laughs> Um, yeah, but I'd have to learn how to write iPhone apps, wouldn't I? Well, you don't necessarily need to know how to write them. You just need to know how to convince the other concept. people. You, you, you have to flesh the concept out. And it's well, more complicated than it looks, just to even get that far. Well, those kinds of things for, for, for gigs have been around for ages, though. Not necessarily in app form, but you had, you had loads of... You know, gaydar was a massive thing. Oh, God, I'd forgotten all about Gaydar. And, you know, just because they existed online doesn't mean that, you know, the concept didn't exist. It very much did. When I first moved out of my parents' house when I was about 19, I moved into this house, which I've talked about before on the podcast, which is effectively a drugs den, effectively a drug squat. As I said before, I found a used needle in my room when I moved into it. And there was, a, there was a heroin user who lived in the room before I lived in it. He was a nice enough guy. I'm kind of assuming he might not be with us anymore, but or in a bit of a state, but he was a nice guy. Loz, I think his name was, but I can't really remember. But anyway, the, the point is that um, when I moved into that house, there was a gay guy who lived in the house, and it was, I was thinking about it, like probably the first gay guy I ever really knew properly. You know, I still went to school at a time where people weren't really out. Like, mm. not really. Yeah. I mean... You know, as it transpired, a couple of the people that we made fun of then eventually did come out, and I do feel a bit bad about that, but, you know, I I was a product of the society I lived in. Um, but he put on the back of the toilet door, so when you went into the toilet and shut the toilet door, he had the back pages of gay contact mags. And if I remember correctly, like, 99% of them, this is actually kind of how I imagine gay dating apps to be. It's not a picture of faces, it's just a row of penises. <laughs> and all of them, you know, all in a lot of ways, they're they're exactly like what I see now, you know, a very uh, like a very detailed breakdown of I'm a top, I'm this tall, my dick is this big, yeah, I am cut uncut, I'm into exactly the same kind of thing. Well, they used to have a lot of abbreviations. I guess they did for any dating. Uh, yeah, in the classifieds. If that's what you still want to call them. <laughs> G-S-O-H? Yeah. I never understood any of them. I had to look them up all the time. Thank God for Urban Dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess, I guess all that shit existed, but it's a, it's a refining of that concept into, into something that's actually truly useful. I suppose the, the location side of it has, has become the most useful thing. As in... You know somebody's close to you right now who's into perhaps the same stuff as you or not. And and that's the convenience element. Of course, that's had a knock-on effect because I notice we're currently in uh, my new flat in Streatham. And just down the road, there is a uh, bathhouse. Except it's closed down now. Yeah, I was going to say it's closed. 
It's no longer with us. Oh, the first time I came to Streatham, it was still open. Yeah. But it's uh, no longer with us because it doesn't really need to exist anymore. Well, I guess, yeah, I guess people don't go. Although they, they have some useful equipment that you probably don't have in your house. So maybe that was kind of helpful for some people. You may have to expand on that point. Well, like slings and, you know. What does one do with a sling? Because I'm not really sure. Get in it, stick your legs in the holes, the hooks, and then people use you. Basically. Have you partaken in this sort of thing? No. Oh, okay. So, a sex sling. I, yeah. think I've ter- I think I've come up with that term before. Okay. They're, they're really expensive. I can't imagine why. Well, if you get... I mean, unless you have one fixed to your roof permanently. Because, you know, remember, you've got to, like, have the chains secured somewhere. Ah, right. So, it's 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 not just a sling. It's like a... It, it's, it's like a, a hammock. Basically. A hammock. Yeah. But it's also the... The kind of structure to keep it in place. Yeah, so you've also got then got to... Presumably you'd want to pack it away so that people don't think that you're a dirty slut bag. You'd, you'd want to buy... But isn't a, that what you want people to think? Yeah, but if your mother comes over, you don't want to be like, here's my sling. Yeah, <laughs> this is my the sling. Be- <laughs> this is the bedroom. <laughs> here's the sex... This is the torture room. Yeah, here's the sex dungeon. Um, I told you that before, that I went to a party once where people being we were queuing up to get whipped. Yeah. I was on so much ecstasy at the time. I thought it was a good idea. (laughs) (laughs) You went to get whipped. I I actually was in the queue and then I got kind of dragged out of it. Not dragged out of it, but like my friends. Because I was just kind of in there watching it. And then I was in such a fucking hippie party. (laughs) <laughs> not the kind of place you'd expect that kind of thing I'm intrigued, I feel like I might ask for, have to ask you to expand on what was going on in there Well, people were being chained up to a wall and whipped And people were employing safe words oh, that bad? Uh, but no, it wasn't that bad I mean, it, but, you know, at the same time, it was a room this size So, you know, for the people listening This is a fairly large living room for, for London anyway It's pretty fucking massive for London It is and on one wall, there were two chains in either corner, and people were actually chained to the wall. And then there was somebody in the middle of the room with a whip, and there was a queue of people around the other side of the room who were all lining up to get whipped. And I was in that queue until my friends came and dragged me away who? to go and smoke weed or something. I don't know. But So there was, it was between men, you mean? Or was it um, men and women? If I, I think it was men and women. I think it was both. You're less interested now. Well, <laughs> wouldn't say less interested. I just people must have been off their fucking faces. Oh yeah, heavily so. This is back in the back in the nineties, <laughs> where everyone was at least bisexual. <laughs> <laughs> well, everyone was on so much ecstasy that they really didn't have any concept of men or women. It was just, <laughs> I don't know what I am right now. <laughs> yeah, it was just a big pile of flesh. <laughs> right, I think we've answered that question. Yes. I think the conclusion is no. Um, I just don't think I don't think either of it. I think I think, I think I'm d- too lazy. I don't know about you. Uh, yeah, well, you might be able to. You could possibly be in a better position than what you are right now, but you wouldn't earn millions. No, no. A better position for me would be maybe not working full time. That, that would be a nice position. That would be good. Yeah. And uh, you know, maybe owning a helicopter. I'd I'm, prefer to own a house before a helicopter. I could live in the helicopter. Well, it's in the air. Why not? I mean, I'm only scared of heights, but whatever. <laughs> and flying. And flying. Right, okay. Question answered. 
I think it's time to shut this podcast down. Say goodnight, Rocky. Good night, Rocky. Say goodnight, Maria. Oh, that's right, she's not here. Tumbleweed. Say, tumbleweed. Say goodnight, Cat. Oh, that's right, she's not here. Say goodnight, Gary. He's not here. Say goodnight, Peter. Good night, ladies. Good night. You have better ones than me. American guys tend to act in a certain way, and it really annoys me. Like, they're very presumptuous, and they're very... It's not even that they're forward, it's that they're just very arrogant, and they treat you as a number. You are literally a number to them. So they would, if they're not going to get anything out of it within a couple of messages, you're, like, struck off. And of course, they're so many miles away anyway. Why would you want to talk to them? What is it they're looking for? <clears throat> Usually to get a wank bank, probably. What, like... Pictures? Like, well, I was going to say, like, you know, sort of some kind of video messaging sort of thing. Oh, possibly. Pictures... Pictures and videos, I guess. The pictures things is really strange to me because, like, what? There are like like a million pictures on the internet right now of naked women I could look at. Why? Why does it matter? I think it, it's because it's personal. You know, you're actually chatting to that person that's giving you the pictures. It's a bit more horny than just randomly finding slutty woman. No, no, don't slut shame. <laughs> not slut shaming just saying just saying just saying hashtag just saying <laughs> if she's on the net she's a big fat slut <laughs> <laughs> so you know you know when I compile the kind of uh, the shortened <laughs> taster of this do you know what I'm going to include <laughs> hashtag just saying if you're on the net you're a big fat slut yeah <laughs> <laughs> right okay uh, do you want to fill up your glass before we get into the next question? And you can find us on bigquestionpodcast.com or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash bigquestionpodcast or you can find us on Twitter at underscore bigquestionpodcast. <laughs>